In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Here with the 290th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this episode, How the Dolphins Got to 1-5. Yes, the Miami Dolphins, the Falcons' joint practice partner in the summer. They are off to a 1-5 start, been beset with injuries. Uh, coming off a 10 and 6 season, had high expectations. Uh, now, um, you know, they are uh, doing a lot of soul searching down on South Beach. So, here in this episode, we're going to listen. Um, we're going to go over the offense, move to their record. You know, our third item will be the defense, fourth special teams. Then we'll look at the injuries here. Uh, we're also going to hear from. Stephen Means on tour, uh, Deron Harmon on the Dolphins, and we'll hear from Coach Flores on the benefits of the joint practice or 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 non-benefits. He didn't he didn't seem to believe uh, you know they would be very beneficial to the regular season game, although he did help them in the um, exhibition season and in getting ready for the regular season. So, yeah, the Dolphins are 1-5. We'll go over the games, but let's look at their offensive weapons. They got quarterback Tua Tagovailoa back uh, after he suffered fractured ribs in the second game of the season. He uh, completed 50 of 78 yards for 544, three touchdowns, two interceptions, and an 86.7 passer rating. His uh, completion percentage is 64.1%. Lots of short passes. He likes uh, he likes Jalen Waddle. Of course, you know, they played together at Alabama. Uh, had a big interception in the game against uh, Jacksonville that, you know, they lost 20-23, to snapping Jacksonville's 20-game losing streak. So, yeah, they're, they're down low in, in Miami right now trying to put things back together, kind of keep everybody's head in it because, uh, you know, they were expecting on being contenders in the AFCs. Two is backed up by Jacoby Brissett. One, uh, he's completed 104 of 159 passes for 883 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. He uh, has a 82.9 passer rating. His uh, completion percentage is 65.4%. They don't have much of a running game, and their line's a little shaky, too. Uh, they've given up at least two sacks in each of their games, so maybe this is one where the uh, Falcons' uh, front can get after Tua. But he is uh, he will throw it quickly, likes the tight ends, and uh, you know he likes Jalen Waddle. But as far as the rushing game's concerned, they've only had 
Seven rushing touchdowns, only seven receiving touchdowns, too. Miles Gaskins, the lead back at 39 for 176 and zero. And uh, Malcolm Brown, 30 carries for 150, 115 and one touchdown. Um, their uh, coordinator down there, old George Gotts, the old Georgia Tech quarterback, is getting a little heat for calling a, a shotgun running play on fourth and one, which, you know, Old school people frown upon, you know, why you take the ball away from the one yard you need. And, of course, you know, you get stuffed. Um, and and uh, folks are wondering why they didn't uh, run a RPO with Tua on that. But anyway, Coach Gotti's down there. He's going to withstand the heat here as the offense tries to get on track for the Dolphins. Now, uh, the receivers are... You know the guy that was doing work doing the joint practice, Adam Shaheen. He's uh he was he's hurt, but Mike Gasecki is is doing good for them. Uh, Jalen leads the team with 37 receptions for 301 yards, uh, 8.1 a catch and three touchdowns. And Gasecki, the tight end, uh, has 30 for 342, 11.4 yards and one touchdown. They opened in a two-tight end formation against Jacksonville with uh, Durham Smythe and Gusecki getting the start. Let's go to Stephen Means for a short clip from him on Tua. Run around a little bit. Um, it's definitely a good part of his game, uh, one that we got to make sure we maintain. We got, we're going to have to keep him in the pocket. We're going to have to do everything that we can to neutralize that part of his game um, and try to make him throw from a well. All right. They want to keep him in the pocket. He said have him throw from the well. And um, let's uh, let's go look at the record here. The, they started the season with a 17-16 victory over New England at New England. This is the Dolphins' record. They uh, Then they... they Got blown up by the good team, so that tells you something right there. They're not ready yet, not ready to be competitive, which, you know, we thought in the offseason they were. 35-0 uh, and 0 to the Bills, lost 31-28 to 28 at Las Vegas Raiders, lost to the Colts 27-17, lost uh, at Tampa Bay 45-17. to 17. And then just last week in London against Jacksonville, 23-20. Two late 50-yard field goals by the Jaguars for them to snap their 20-game losing streak and get Coach Urban Meyer his first uh, victory in the NFL. Now let's go to Deron Harmon for about a minute here on the Dolphins. Deron Harmon, Falcon safety. I say mostly, you know, for myself, I didn't, I didn't play in that game, but um, I could take away just, you know, the personnel, like how Mike Jacecki moves, you know, how Smythe moves, you know, the tight ends with their quarterback, you know, what we see doing from a look-off standpoint, like who were their deep threats, you know. Um, like you said, uh, they, they're, they're probably still not the same team, you know, they're dealing with injuries, you know, um, but at the end of the day, you know, um, you can still take away some things, you know, um, and I'll make sure I go back, you know, watch the practices, uh, see how they were trying to, you know, move the ball. But, you know, at, you know, what is this, we're going on week seven, you know, everybody is 
at this point, you know, finding their identity, where they want to be as an offense or defense as a team. So, you know, there will be some different things, but um, there's still some, some, some positives that you can take away to help you um, while you're preparing for the game. All right, that was Falcon Safety, Deron Harmon, on preparing for the Dolphins. And uh, he said the joint practices were something he could definitely go and look at. So, you know, the coaches can downplay it all they want, but the players are going to look at, uh, you know, some things and put some value on that as they go into the game against the players that they have the practices against. Now, defensively, the Dolphins are uh, led by Linebacker Jerome Baker has 29 tackles. Uh, defensively, Emmanuel Oga leads the team with 2.5 sacks. Uh, linebacker Andrew Van Grinko was second in, tax, uh, second in tackles against Jacksonville. Now, and uh, Xavier Howard leads them with one interception. Now, um, Howard and Brian. Uh, Johnson didn't play. Uh, the cornerbacks didn't play against. Uh, let me see. I got my list here. Byron Jones. Sorry, I knew that was wrong. Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. They didn't play uh, in London, so that was a big thing. That was a really big thing there uh, for them. They don't have the two corners, and so Trevor Trevor was uh, Lawrence was able to go at his replacement. So the defense, they open with a 3-5-3 nickel against Jacks. Linebackers are solid. They lead them in tackles. Um, not sure uh, where they're at with the cornerbacks. Uh, we do have a Dolphins injury report up. It's in the um, it's in the Cover 9 at 9 blog where Coach Byron did give us the rundown of who practiced last week. I think Byron was in there. Uh, Xavier uh, did not. And the players that had practiced last week, they're closer to returning than the ones that were not. Uh, Devontae's not uh, close to returning. Devontae Parker, their fine wide receiver. Preston Williams did practice, so he's closer to returning. Uh, Howard didn't, and Jones did, so that's their uh, injury situation for for Sunday. Falcons will play them at 1 a.m. on Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium. In Miami Gardens, Florida. Now let's hear from Coach Flores on the value of those practices with the Atlanta Falcons. Journal Constitution. Yeah, Coach. Um, what having practice with the Falcons against them in uh, training camp will that be some benefit this week as you all try to get ready for for the game on Sunday? I think you know. The one benefit of the scenario is we both don't have familiarity with their players. Um, but you know, I'm sure Arthur didn't you know, show all his cards and we didn't show all ours. And, you know, they, got a, they got a tough competitive team. And, you know it'll be a tough game. So, uh, But as far as them coming down here and practicing, the team got a lot out of that. All right, he said it's going to be a competitive game. That's what he finished up with. Special teams-wise, they um, one of the familiar names is down there, former Atlanta Falcon draft pick, third-round pick out of LSU, Duke Riley. He's one of the cover guys for the Dolphins. Their punter is Michael Perlardi, 42.6 gross average and 38 net. 
the returner uh, last week against Jacksonville was Jalen Waddle. Had two kickoff returns for 38 yards and two fair catches as the punt returner. The kicker is Jason Sanders. He's uh, seven and nine on the season. Uh, he was two or three against Jacksonville last week. Made a 33 yarder and a 24 yarder. So, uh, so they they had some drive stalls there. And then he was wide left on a 58 yarder. Wide left on a 58 yarder. So, just to review here, as we get close to the end, we're going. Give you some Falcon updates here, too, as we head into Wednesday's big practices. Uh, the Miami offense, they got Tua back. He doesn't have his weapons. The running game's bad, and the pass protection's not that good. All right. The record, they won the opener and lost five in a row. Didn't play good against the, uh, you know, playoff-caliber teams. Uh, got blown out by Buffalo and Tampa. And then got squeaked out, uh, you know, by Jacksonville, one of the worst teams in the league. So Miami, wow, from ten and six to one and five. So uh, they still got some work to do building that team up down there. And uh, I'm sure that coach, uh, GM Greer and uh, Marvin Allen and Reggie McKenzie and all those guys will be working real hard on that. So the defense, three five three nickel. Og was the big guy. Um, James Baker's the leading tackle. They're, the corners supposed to be great, but they're out. Oh, one of the big matchups I'm looking forward to: Eric Rowe and uh, Kyle Pitts. They went at it. He kind of took the rookie to school in, in the uh, summer joint practices. We didn't really put it like that, but we you know said, "Hey, he's struggling against a veteran," but he, he got a couple in. Uh, you know, they were in a way far away field, so uh, we we had a little better updates on the closer field. But uh, yeah, Eric Rowe and Kyle Pitts, we get to see that one. If Kyle could follow up his big breakout game in London with the nine catches for 119 and his first touchdown. We'll see how that goes against their defense. Then special teams, they're steady. He can kick short. Um, Jalen's dangerous, but I don't know um, how prudent it is to have him back there returning punts and kicks, but but that's what they're doing. And now the injuries, is that's really hurt the Dolphins here. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about those. Devontae Parker. Uh, Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, Adam Shaheen, all four of those guys were not active last week against Jacksonville. So let's give you a couple Falcons uh, updates and just get out of here for Monday if you, you didn't get all those. Um, Calvin Ridley's back with the team um, after, you know, not missing the last game due to uh, personnel Personal matters, not personnel as in business, but as a personnel matter. Personal matter. <laughs> okay, get the switched up. Wide receiver Russell Gage was back at practice. Um, also, um, Marlon Davidson, the ankle, he's back at practice. And uh, the two people that were not at the open part of practice were Eric Harris, the safety and uh, Avery Williams, the um, nickelback and, and punt returner. So uh, if that, that holds up, you got your receivers back for this game. Uh, Lamade Zacchaeus can concentrate on punt returning. 
and Tajay Sharp, they would, you know, concentrate on their backup receiver roles and, and punt returning. Uh, and then with Marvin Davidson back, that'll help you along the defensive front if, uh, you know, he can make it all the way back. So uh, the other good news is Fabian Monroe was back after, you know, he had the neck injury in the Jets game, but he was back at practice on Monday. So yeah, that's cool. You get your you get some uh, stability at cornerback. Uh, you still um, got your top two nickels out, so Richie Grant's got to get ready to play at nickel. Richie and Darren Hall. And then at safety, you got Jalen Hawkins taking over for Eric Harris. So, And they're real comfortable with that. Uh, so um, those are your little Falcon uh, personnel updates heading into the Dolphins week. Uh, should be a uh, competitive game, according to Coach Flores. Um, you know, the um, both teams, uh, you know, have, have uh, gotten out the gate here. Falcons at 2-3, and three, Dolphins at 1-5. and five. Just another couple of updates Falcon-wise. Right tackle Caleb McGarry went on the COVID reserve list on, on Monday. They activated Josh Andrews, and then in the official press release today, on the official release of the depth chart, Josh was put in second behind Jalen Mayfield. And uh, the right tackle situation is Jason Spriggs and uh, Kobe Gossett. Kobe Gossett, Kobe Gossett uh, North Forsyth's kid from uh, Appalachian State. Now, Jason Spriggs... Um, Y'all know he got drafted by the Packers, so y'all know I got a pretty good uh, homework sheet on him. And uh, let's just say y'all um, wish him the best on Sunday because uh, my folks in Green Bay didn't have a lot of good things to say about him. But, um, you know, uh, we'll see how it goes. See how it goes on Sunday. Maybe they'll give him some help and send him back over there to chip and everything. Uh, but maybe he's gotten his career together. He was a second-round pick out of Indiana. You know, Big Ten linemen do make it. You know, there's a lot of mash and smash up there in the Big Ten. So, I'm sure he's a tough kid, but uh, it didn't go well for him in Green Bay. That's why he's here. And, and we'll see uh, uh, what he can do on Sunday. Jason Spriggs, pencil him in as your starting right tackle. So, with that, we're going to get on out of here. This 290th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We're going to ask you to take care, and uh, before we get out, one um, one last mo note here that happened uh, last week on the 12th, former Falcon Warren Bryant passed away. He lived here in Smyrna. Um, he worked with the disabled. He was the sixth overall pick in the 1977 draft out of Kentucky. He played for the Wildcats. He was on their team. That was a code title. Uh, SEC title team with um, Georgia. And uh, Coach Frank Kersey, good friend of mine, I covered him when he was coaching the Cincinnati Rockers in the Arena Football League. And he was a great, gracious old coach there at that time. But, yeah, Coach Fran was um, Bryant's coach at the University of Kentucky, and he passed away recently. So he played uh, – uh, gave some good time, over 100 games in that Falcon uniform from 1977 to 1984. Then he finished up his career with the Los Angeles Raiders. Uh, he had a special ed degree, and he really he enjoyed his football career, but he enjoyed more working with the disabled. So with that final note, let's get out of here and get ready for some practice the rest of the week. Follow us on AJC.com. 
Uh, follow us on Twitter at DOrlandoAJC. You can read us on AJC.com. And uh, uh, go and uh, enjoy all of the coverage on our Facebook page, Atlanta Falcons News Now. So now we're ready to bounce. AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. 